Hey everyone, my name is Stephen Vandenhabel, the founder of Sword Fishing Products, and I would like to welcome you to the first Where the Map Turns Blue podcast episode, a podcast where we talk about everything related to my favorite place on earth. If you pull up Google Maps on your phone and zoom out a little bit, you'll start to see blue just about anywhere in the world. That place is what this podcast is all about, and we will have guests on here that have businesses who make their living by the water. They will range from local fishing legends all the way to the guys who keep our boats running on the water with giant sport fishing boats. The podcast will focus mainly on the stories behind the industry, going deep into how our guests arrive to where they are right now. We are starting the first episode off with a quick introduction to sword fishing products and my personal story of building this company from the ground up. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, where I was the youngest of three boys, which instilled a deep-rooted competitiveness in me. I can still remember the days of playing basketball in the pool with my brothers where we would nearly drown each other just to win the game and being the youngest brother, I always had the underdog chip on my shoulder. My life took a complete turn when I was five years old and I had been diagnosed with a severe to profound hearing loss in both ears, which meant that I could hear less than 10% of a normal hearing level. So. All you guys out there who are listening to this right now, just think about hearing 10% of what you can hear right now. But the human body is absolutely incredible at adapting because immediately I picked up reading people's lips and I made it through grade school with 100% lip reading ability. This caused me to have to focus on people when I talked to them and keep that focus for long periods of time. It's ultimately spilled over into the way that I've learned, the way that I solved problems, the way that I interacted with others, and it helped me become the entrepreneur that I am today because there's a lot of problem solving related to having a disability. I went to college at Coastal Carolina University right outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I majored in finance and fishing. I distinctly remember writing a 10-year plan for my life where I said that I wanted to become the CFO of an oil and gas company back in Texas because I always had a passion for numbers. The guys that work with me joke that I am a freak in the sheets because I spend so much time poring over massive spreadsheets of numbers related to the business. Once I graduated from Coastal, I moved up to Hoboken, New Jersey that was once called the armpit of New York City and I worked for a small financial services company. That company was headquartered in a building that was also the home of Jet.com, a budding e-commerce startup that was acquired by Walmart for $3.3 billion. The financial services company that I was working for at the time was going through an acquisition of their own, and I did not want to go work for the acquiring company, so I set out to find a job at Jet.com who was hiring hundreds of people every month. I had some insider information that the recruiters for Jet had moved onto the same floor that my current office had been on, so I started walking the halls and knocked on enough doors until I found their offices. To say that they were perplexed is an understatement because there are multiple levels of security to get inside the building and having a random guy show up outside their door asking for a job was extremely surprising. But it all made perfect sense to me. 
I had already done research on their business and saw that there was a job opening for someone within the fishing, boating, and hunting categories, and I flat out told them that those categories had terrible shopping experiences and naturally they should hire me on the spot. It did not work like that, but a week later I was set up for an interview with the president of the sporting goods department, Eric O'Toole, who remains a dear friend of mine today. I came to the interview not prepared to answer interview question, but prepared to pitch them with a deck that outlined how I was going to take their fishing department from a mere few hundred thousand dollars in revenue to tens of millions within the first few years. I even had sources to back it up and the ambition of a 22-year-old kid straight out of college. A few interviews after Eric later, I was offered the job and I started as a category manager for fishing, hunting, and boating. It was a dream job for me, and I had a chance to play with numbers, but also with products I had a passion for. And this was my first introduction to really having my own business and owning my own profit and loss. A few months into the job with Jet.com, we underwent a reorganization of a company to fit every employee underneath the Walmart umbrella. And my manager became a guy who was in San Francisco, California, who had years of experience building out the Ozark Trail line of products for Walmart. This is Walmart's line of private label product specifically for the sporting goods department. One day when I was down in Florida on vacation, I received a call from him asking me if I wanted to attend the sporting goods international trip to source products for the Ozark Trail line and I jumped at the opportunity. I had a few days to design products that would ultimately be prototyped for the categories that I managed, and we took our trip a couple weeks later with the Greater Walmart Sporting Goods team that resided in Bentonville. The trip was one of the most eye-opening experiences and gave me knowledge that I will forever be grateful for. I spent a few more months at Walmart after the international trip, but I would liken working there to running through quicksand. The faster you tried to go, the further you sank down into the muck, and that was one of the hardest things for me because I thrived in an environment where I could move as fast as my pace allowed me to. I left and went to work for a financial services startup that was started by the guy that I originally worked for when I moved up to the Northeast, and I spent two years helping him get his business off the ground. There was a pivotal moment during this time of working with him where my dad was diagnosed with a brain tumor. On one of my many trips back to Destin, between when he was diagnosed and when he passed away, he gave me some words of advice where he talked about how he worked his whole life only to start really living it once he had retired. I went back to Hoboken after he passed away with those words fresh in my head and I fought through some of the deepest valleys in my life for about 18 months when I had decided that I was going to move down to my favorite place on earth, where the map turned blue, namely in Destin, Florida. I knew that I was going to start my own business once I had left the Northeast and I had already started brainstorming what that was going to be. There were a few different ideas I had floating around in my head and S.W.O.R.D. was the one that I knew, A, that there was a gap in the market presenting an incredible opportunity at the right time, B, I could get the entire business up and running extremely quick with the knowledge I already had, C, it was not going to take hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to start. 
I also knew that I wanted to build a life where I was truly living and going to work was not actually going to work. It was a place that I absolutely loved to be. Sword allowed me to do this and to combine my passion for fishing and business. Before starting Sword, I told myself that if I could just sell a single product extremely well, then I would have a legitimate business. Sword launched its first fillet knife in April of 2020, and after selling $50,000 worth of knives, I realized that I was onto something. I can still remember the time when the total revenue number on my analytics account passed $10,000 and I broke down crying because the dream was slowly becoming a reality. The original plan for Sword was to create a 100% direct-to-consumer business where I would only sell on our website and at events that we would travel to. After running through a full two years of COVID, I had realized we needed to branch out to become an omni-channel brand which included selling our own website, at events, on Amazon, and to tier one fishing tackle retailers. One thing that has always stayed the same for us though, is that we are a thousand percent focused on building a brand for people who are crazy about fishing. The ones who cannot get enough of getting out to where the map turns blue and for whom fishing is more than just a hobby, it's part of who they are and it is in their blood. These are the people who we call the crazy one, and the crazy ones are also the one who love to abuse every product that they put their hands on. So we start with that in mind, and we work backward for everything that Sword developed. This podcast will interview many of these people who are crazy about fishing, the ones who live out on the water chasing big game, all the way to the ones who keep our boats humming through the worst of conditions week after week. I invite you along this journey with me and hope you enjoyed the ride. Thank you for listening.